Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Alright, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. In fact, this is the 20th episode, I believe, um, and you may have noticed a, a subtle variation in the intro again. This is, in fact, Skin skin on the mic, not lethal, um, although he's, <laughs> he's not on a, on a ski trip down in Melbourne this week. He's, he's sitting right, right beside me on, on me right. Lethal, how are you? Uh, very well, thanks, Skin. What is the reason that we've got you to do the intro there, Skin? Uh, well, you just decided last week that I didn't have enough input. My, my word count was too low, so I thought I'd, I'd get in early. Let's start us off. That's exactly how we're right. going. Yeah. Oh, very strong skin. It's already probably doubled your tally from last uh, from last week. Your last Correct. thing to do is to introduce the other person that we have at the table who yep. you've forgotten about. As he's on me left. <laughs> That's As how I am. Good to be here, skin. Looking forward to uh, a lot of lot more words from you tonight as well. Yeah, I'll see what I can provide, man. That's quality skin. Well, I'm happy to uh, bail you out of trouble there, Skinner. I guess uh, big episode again, as per usual. Uh, we've lined up plenty to talk about again. We've got uh, just a few sort of random stories to tell from the from the week, and then uh, to bring to your attention. We've obviously had plenty of input on Instagram again and Facebook from a couple of people that have got some things that they want to talk about. We've got some huge uh, talking points, uh, obviously around sort of rugby league and cricket again. Uh, we've got a couple of sections coming up that are usually quite popular uh, in terms of sort of has this minute to thin it, a bit of a social sin bin, um, some overused sporting buzz phrases in there as well has, so it's all happening. Plenty to fit in tonight, that's for sure. All right, well, let's get stuck into it then. Uh, the first thing, I guess, that I wanted to speak to you about, Skin, is the reason that we're sort of doing this quite late on a Monday evening is because we had a touch football semi-final tonight, um, and you actually had an interesting experience of... Knocking someone out. Yes, the old <laughs> non-contact sport <laughs> in a touch went, football game went well for me. Yeah, that's uh, right. Um, I've actually just I've, I've messaged uh, Holly to make sure that she's all right, and you'll be pleased to know that she is actually back, fully conscious. Okay, perfect. Uh, um, which is good news. Her boyfriend actually also messaged uh, the show and just said, "As if your brother knocked out my sister, uh, <laughs> well, definitely not sister, uh, girl- girlfriend." Yeah, um, sorry, mate. Yeah, but you certainly did. How yeah, did you manage well, to do that, Skittle? Uh, yeah, well, obviously not deliberately. I'd, I like to think I'm not a terrible human. Um, but no, just just trying to score a try. I think I ran a quickie or something and had a dive at the line and she managed to make an impressive touch, which I thought was all pretty standard practice. Um, and as I got up to roll the ball, I realised that she'd touched me with her head on my boot somehow. Um, so that was... Still yeah. counts. <laughs> yeah, still counts. No try, but uh, yeah, definitely stopped the game for a little while and she was 
yeah, struggling, which I obviously felt terrible about, but I'm, I'm yeah, glad yeah, it's yeah. all Yeah, it felt real terrible. <laughs> then he scored, the, scored a try the very next play, I believe. Oh, not the next play, but yeah, shortly after when the game got back underway, she was she was off the field, and we, you know, the scores were tied, one minute to go, sort of thing, and there we go. had to make the most, get a little buzzer beater in. Yeah, just stepped up to the plate there, didn't you? Skin? You've actually sent yeah. us through, sent us through to the uh, the big. Well, it's not the big dance yet, actually, isn't nah, it? I don't know how the I final system they, works. That was like a semi. Then we've got an elimination next week as yeah, well. Yeah, something like that. So okay. Play, any any concussion again. substitutes in touch footy? Do they uh, do they have a concussion sub like cricket? Um, well, certainly not that we. Well, I guess they kind of did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they like, stopped the game. Yeah, stopped the game. Got a new player on the field. It was just like one of the eight players that were already on yeah. the sideline. It was seven potential. Yeah. It wasn't like ringing in Marcus Lavaskarni. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I sort of know the feeling. I actually did something worse. I concussed one of our own players in a cricket game um, while warming really? up before the game started. Morning of day one. Actually, the guy we spoke to last week, Matt Renshaw. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was in Wollongong. We were playing uh, Ted Ball. Which is a definitely non-contact warm-up game, as uh, using tennis balls and uh, and yeah, I think he uh, copped a knee to the head as Ooh. as we were both on the same team diving for the ball. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. well, glad to know I'm not alone. Thanks, Has. Yeah, no, so you've done well there, Skinner. Uh, was the other thing that I wanted to uh, bring to your attention? I'm sure you've probably seen this. I had not. I obviously spent a little bit of time in Darwin, played a couple of cricket seasons up there. Um, well done, Southern Districts, great cricket club up there, and actually won the flag this year. Obviously, since I've departed, they've gone a lot better. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, the tourism slogan for the Northern Territory. Um, slightly confronting and in your face <laughs> when you see it on a billboard in Queensland, just quietly. I was driving past uh, today, obviously that billboard, and for all money just thought that I just read the word <laughs> Carmichael Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, I was like, that is, what is that advertising? That's very unusual. Uh, but in fact, it was just that the in the is quite small in comparison to the rest of the letters. Yeah. And it's actually saying, see you in the NT. Yeah, just yeah. sneaks in there, doesn't it? Oh, so you have seen that? I have, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't. I think it's been around a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was all over the place at one stage. I'm not sure. They might have removed some of the billboards and TV ads, but there's still a lot of yeah. stickers out there <laughs> on the back of people's cars and that that yeah, okay. love it. Yeah, because I sort of uh, realised that, well, I went and researched it and it was like, how has this got over the line? Like, surely that's against some advertising rules and regulations. But uh, indeed, it did say that it caused quite a social media stir back in 2016. Um, but it still still managed to get the all clear. And um, I'm unsure of how the success is going, if they've managed to get more people. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there was plenty of free advertising there for them as well once people saw how, how clever it was. But yeah, must have found right. a loophole. Everyone yeah. loves a good loophole. Yeah, well, this is true, Has This is true. Um, now, a couple of things, guys, that we do need to get through. Um, these came in from Instagram. Uh, we had a request from Matt Gillum. He always has some great requests, actually. Uh, and he wanted a little segment identifying just where the nickname, sort of some of the nicknames have come from. Because obviously, probably, uh, I think really, really early on, you know, like episode two, we sort of went through a couple of nicknames and, and ones that you might see. Uh, but we've sort of found ourselves probably slipping into the habit of calling each other nicknames mm. on the show without actually explaining or justifying where they've actually come from. Yes. Um, so, like, for example, the big term of endearment, I guess, is uh, Gabes. Like, that seems to be thrown around quite often, um, which actually is not an insult anymore. I think originally it did actually start out as an insult. It was, like, a Gieben, mm. um, which I think, like, I've heard a few different stories. Like, someone told me the other day that that's actually, like, a female fallopian tube. Uh, uh, I've also been like <laughs> other people told me it was a monkey, but I'm pretty sure that that's a gibbon. Uh, yeah, so gibbon started as like a, obviously a term that uh, but it's been shortened to gibbs 
uh, which is now more of like a term of endearment, like anyone can be Gabes, like I guess I call Manus Gabes, he calls me Gabes, so it can be quite confusing. I'd call Bayes Gabes, yeah. but he'd also return the favour. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like it can be very difficult to work out who's being spoken about. Since then, we also like typed it obviously into our phones quite a few times in any group chat or whatever. And if you try to type in Gabes, like G double e b s into your iphone it then comes up auto corrects it to herbs <laughs> and so rather than sort of uh rather than obviously a couple of times when you're trying to text people quickly i've just called them herbs accidentally and so rather than like sticking with gabes we've now embraced herbs as a bit of a nickname <laughs> as well um so yeah it, it really doesn't take much inspiration to get uh those type of ones um we've obviously talked through the fact that skin old, uh your nickname is skin it is the fact that you had Skinhead, when you're yeah. about three, yeah, oh, grade three, grade three, okay. eight years old, and I had a, I, yeah, I had a, actually had a mean mullet before that, um, which I was, I was get, I, I embraced for probably a couple of years, I think, um, until until my school blew up at me and weren't real keen on the idea of an eight year old rolling around with a big dirty mullet, <laughs> so so told, told me to get a haircut, um, and I came back the next week with a shaved head, so I don't think they really liked that either, but. Oh, well, can't win them all. And uh, and skin's just stuck ever since then for whatever yeah. reason. So yeah. anytime that I, we actually uploaded a photo of you today, uh, that was the daily skin inspiration, mm. which was quite clever actually. Oh uh, yeah, I'd pump up your own top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that I posted it. Oh, uh, you posted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, so that's obviously stuck for years, even though you have sort of a beard now, as was yeah. evident in that photo. Yeah. And there's uh, been and times I've gone back to the back to the mullet or, or even a man mm. bun, and it's still hung around. Back to the it. well, and still everyone knows you as skin. Yeah. And then has uh, one for you is that you actually called people Mars calls you Dave which is quite <laughs> interesting and I think that's actually caught on a little bit around sort of Queensland cricket and stuff hasn't it what's the, what's the story behind that one yeah lots of people actually call me Dave now and I'll, I'll actually usually turn around and then uh, respond to it funnily enough but um, yeah Manu started calling me David Hazelhoff uh, <laughs> um, I guess I, I never really had much of a nickname growing up but uh, surely has yes well not growing up so much since since the last few years being around the Bulls team and that it has is really caught on it was always my dad that was called has growing up everyone called my dad has and so it wasn't me yeah. and uh but yeah I guess sam's not really an overly long name that you sort of need to shorten yeah it yeah correct but yeah has is, has caught on and uh and minus decided to lengthen it to david hasselhoff but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely been shortened back again okay perfect uh and then the next point uh guys that i did want to raise with you and skin i thought this might be a um a really good one for you, obviously, as probably the most intelligent person on this. Oh, that might be controversial, yeah. actually. Yeah, no, has is up there. <laughs> yeah. so I reckon he's got me covered. So I've got the bronze medal. We have <laughs> zero arguments about that. Um, yeah, but uh, interesting email here from Adam Pearson just saying, I'm also wondering if there's a set criteria to be awarded the title friend of the show. Number of mentions, shares, correspondence. What, what are we looking for? Because he thinks that we've probably been throwing that term out a little bit willy-nilly, um, which I, I actually don't think is true. I think that it, uh, any time that you've obviously been on the podcast, so like Brad Russell, for example, friend of the show, Manus, friend of the show, been on yep. the podcast. Um, but I also think that there probably is some criteria to become a friend of the show there uh, due to, but we look quite favourably upon shares, don't we, has mm. um, writing in. But like contributing sort of stuff that we can talk about that that would all get your friend status I would have thought yeah yeah they would all have to be contributing I can't say I've sort of sat up, sat back and come up with a formula yet given this is maybe the second time I'm even hearing of this conversation but yeah I would say I would say shares would have to be 
the biggest weight in that. In there, mm. wouldn't they? And we don't mean buying shares in our company. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, a little little share on social media would would go a long way. Yeah. Might have to so, prove your worth with it, like a top fan badge or something. Don't Facebook about uh, those top uh, fan badges. <laughs> they actually do. Yeah, that's not a bad share. So uh, give us a yell if you got one of those top fan badges. Absolutely, we'd love to see that. Show off one of those, and then we're away. Then you're definitely fought. Fot status. Wait, Fots. Fots. Friend oh, yeah. of the show. Get some memorabilia made up, Skinner. Get some Fot shirt. I'm not sure that's one of your finest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, we'll come back to that in the next staff meeting. Uh, very good. All right, Skinner, time to jump into our first segment of the night. All right. Yeah, guys, I think we had a week off the overused sporting phrases last week from memory, so good to get them back again. Always a nice talking point. And uh, yeah, I've seen heard of a few the last couple of weeks. The first one, talk about a lot of teams who, who started the game well and they said they hit the ground running. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we do hear that often. Obvious meaning to it, and fair enough, but gee, it's used a lot, so I think it still <laughs> it's, comes in that category. Definitely, definitely overused. Second one uh, is uh, a lot of people say oh, the stats don't lie when talking about a team or a player, um, <laughs> but then that's also contradicted a few times when people say, oh, the numbers don't tell the whole picture or the, the, yeah. the numbers can be deceiving. Yeah. You can hear both of those. I feel like selectors yeah. at some like certain junctions will just use both of those depending on what they're trying to justify to just like I oh, know we stats don't lie so we had to pick him but also the stats do lie so we're not going to pick him yeah. like can be used, can be used yeah. at the same time okay good one again has yeah like it. my third one is that's what pressure does and commentators will say that a lot when a, a player makes a mistake I guess but I'm not sure you can prove that it was pressure's fault I mean I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of people make mistakes in the nets and I'm not sure it was pressure that caused them to make that mistake so nah. what about yeah, has it had um at the Brisbane Heat games last year, they started showing like a, a pressure meter on the on the, the scoreboard. Did you notice that? How did how did, did that change how you're feeling out <laughs> in the middle at all? No, certainly not. I think the pressure was there anyway, but <laughs> it's usually used in, a, used in a negative context. But I've seen a lot of people do well uh, under pressure. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure about the pressure meter. Like who's who's doing that graphic? Who works that out? Yeah, what formula is that? Well, well skin, <laughs> you should actually know. Yeah, I'm not friends. sure about the pressure meter, but I know the sound meter is definitely rigged. There's definitely not a, a <laughs> something calculating the amount of sound that's being made. It's, it's just a fake <laughs> graphic on the man. screen. Brisbane. <laughs> Insider knowledge. We've actually got a little change of topic here, Skinner. Um Now, this is probably as serious, I guess, as you ever, you ever hear us talk, but... um. You, last week we obviously had you remember that on our social media streams we had uh, Andrew Goaty and Bays actually who's sitting at the table never heard him so quiet but um, he is here he also was very quiet in that video he just sort of sat in the back and goads obviously did the uh, his tips for the Melbourne Cup and and uh, gave us a little bit there which actually impressed quite a few people um, so I guess we we actually got like quite a few questions sort of in the lead up to that saying uh, boys who are you who are you tipping for the Melbourne Cup, like obviously it's a race that stops the nation. We need to know who you're tipping, who you're tipping. Um, and obviously that's why we enlisted the help of Andrew because uh, the three of us probably, for different and varying reasons, probably actually don't get around horse racing very much. I've had some rogue experiences at horse races, so it's not really the type of thing that I find myself doing, sitting there and punting. Um, but I guess we wanted to give you a little bit of an idea as to where we stand on it. If you've been listening for a while, then um, you would have heard that sort of goatee 
mentioned the fact that there were people out there that wouldn't like horse racing uh, and mentioned Skin, mm. his name in particular. Um, and that probably obviously has been sort of, I guess, particularly this year, uh, it's probably a race that's split and divided opinion a lot more due to the 7.30 report that came out that was called the dark side of racing and it was the reason that sort of protesters were out the front in the Melbourne Cup and stuff like that. Um, but Mitch, I guess uh, you're, you're probably quite a thoughtful and measured character. Most people would have worked out. Uh, so I'll probably let you explain your position, which is a little bit more broad than just sort of the racing industry. But I guess as an intro, it's pretty fair to say that you're not the, uh, the biggest of meat eaters on the planet, which probably slightly influences your stance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair to say. The old meat consumption stats are at an all-time low. Um, <laughs> probably I've been for a couple of years. I've, I've actually been uh, been vegan for the last two years, which I, I don't know if I, we would have mentioned on the potty yet. I don't know if that's come up. I don't but, think we have, actually. Yeah, no, but there you go. There's a big bombshell. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I guess, I guess it's I, – I sort of – personally probably changed my diet more for sort of environmental reasons after learning about sort of the impacts of factory farming and things like that and obviously uh, I guess the animal cruelty side side becomes quite tough to ignore pretty quickly um, but I, I mean I, I certainly don't claim to be an expert on the horse racing industry um, so I definitely don't want to don't want to sound like I'm just giving giving Gody a lecture of, but <laughs> no, no, I don't think the purpose um, is for us to give anyone a lecture by the way because I know that that is definitely where people do get uh, quite unhappy, uh, but more probably to just make our our position, I guess, more known, so that so that people aren't shocked when we don't spend hours talking about horse racing. Yeah, yeah, no, very fair, and that's yeah, I guess that's sort of where my position comes from, and 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 I guess having heard heard plenty of stories from people like yourself, Lethal, who's, who's obviously had a pretty pretty rough experience at the at the races and seen something you probably don't want to witness too often, um, and obviously hearing like watching plenty of documentaries similar to the ABC one. Um, I actually saw another one a couple of years ago that I, I think I made you sit through with me with a, that Dominion one, which was not ideal. Oh, that was uh, horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I was vegan for two days after that. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I sort of decided that it's not—it's just not something that I'm terribly interested in, and probably not something I really want to want to support with my my hard-earned dollary dues by by going out to the races or, or placing a bet on the trifecta at the Melbourne Cup or anything like that, um, which is. Yeah, sort of my position, I guess, if that's, if that's all right with everyone. No, that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. When I said I, I certainly didn't want to lecture anyone, it, was, it definitely opens up a pretty big can of worms, doesn't it? Like you, you've already sprayed me about having a pet dog has and the fact <laughs> that, that she probably eats eats horse meat and her dog food every day, which I would have no idea about. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, you're definitely right. <laughs> well, that was a, probably like the fact that you have no idea about it is actually the reason that so many people were probably up in arms about this particular documentary is because it essentially highlights, um, you know, like a side of racing that people would rather just, I guess, pretend doesn't exist, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. probably brought a lot of things to, to light that people were happy to think in, well, horses just retire after they finish racing and they have a nice life in plenty of green pastures and stuff and obviously there is a there is a side out there that that definitely uh that would debunk that theory um i know that like you i've sat with you plenty of times before when you've had to say yeah i'm vegan and and people always come at you with sort of you know well there's there's so many things wrong with the world you know like all our clothes are made in sweatshops and you know how are you going to stop how are you going to stop meat eating altogether like it's never going to happen it's just too big of a part of life so i guess they are that's probably that's probably like the, the things that i would present to you and how would you sort of how would you debate those topics skin because i know plenty of people would sort of say like you know well that's only a small sample like that documentary it's it's skewed towards one side of the the fence like it only wants to make you think in a certain way 
Um, do you have a rebuttal for that? I mean, I guess I, I sort of have a rebuttal, but at the same time, I can definitely see where they're coming from. I mean, you probably there, there is a lot wrong with the world, I suppose, and you're probably not going to fix it overnight by by one person sort of making making a change to their diet or anything. And yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Like that, there probably are plenty of plenty of people in the horse racing industry, in particular, who who do the right thing and take good care of their animals. And and yeah, it's a massive industry that's not going to disappear. Um, but I, I guess I'd, I personally would just like to see see industries like that sort of regulated a bit more, so that the people doing the right thing are, are in the overwhelming majority. Um, and I think when you look at at the research mentioned in in documentaries like these, it's probably safe to say that they're currently not. But it's so easy for these things to sort of be be hidden behind behind a closed door. Um, and I would just encourage people that, like, if you're sort of un- made uncomfortable by these documentaries, to, to go out and have a read about it yourself and sort of decide if it's something that you want to you want to support with your your wallet. I mean, I guess just remember that these industries only exist to turn a profit. So if, I mean, sure, they're not going to disappear overnight. But if you, but I mean, if enough people are sort of telling them that with with their wallets that they're not going to pay for for the way that they're currently operating, then I guess they'll they'll sort of eventually be be forced to. In, at least improve I would hope yeah well I mean like people like it's literally like it is a huge part of Australian culture like it genuinely has been called the race that stops the nation like it's called the yeah. sport for kings yeah. sport <laughs> of kings like it, it it seems to me like that there, there has to be a way that it can be done better you know what I mean like I, I think that most people that saw that footage and, and lots of people that are big figures within the racing industry did come out in the aftermath of that and say look we've let the horses down with you know and they were quite sickened by by that vision as well um what made me actually really sick was just the people that were at these like um at these places like that that was in kombucha so it's not far from us like it's literally up the road the footage of them i found probably the most shocking um that was horrible to watch but and i would just say i'm not sure exactly how how you're meaning that but i would also say that plenty of people that work in in areas like that come come out with like post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff like they're sort of doing it because they need to pay their bills i suppose like it's not it's not like it's a great hobby of theirs i wouldn't imagine no well actually we remember when we worked at that the label the label company <laughs> oh, yeah. and they tried to send us to ingham's that's what they tried to send us to ingham's oh, yeah. like when we yeah, were that was laborers that was a belter phone call like, hey, yeah, you want a couple of hours work you're just going to be catching chickens yeah i can catch some chickens yeah, yeah. we didn't oh. realize we were sentencing them to death <laughs> yeah right yeah, that no. was that was rogue maybe that not was rugged. so yeah no that was definitely not that was uh one shift for me in that joint that was uh two much i was i was out of there <laughs> sure um no nah, so that's that's fair skin all the, and i think that most people would you know they would they would see that and and just want to know that like obviously that there has to be a better system where there isn't such a huge need to exterminate so many thoroughbreds because i think the problem is that it, there's so much overbreeding in the hope of finding like the next winks the next mccoy diva that one of these gun horses that everyone obviously wants so that they make millions um and so there's some issues there. Like, I don't think anyone would debate that, I guess. There's obviously some issues there. And, and people sort of voted with their feet for this Melbourne Cup um, in that, obviously, it was down. Uh, it was the lowest attendance since 1995. In fact, there was a lot of people saying up to the Cup. Um, and Channel 10, actually, they paid like $100 million for the TV, the broadcasting rights last year. So they probably stand to be the biggest losers there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, it's a, it's as you said, it's it's obviously not something that we're going to solve, and particularly not on this podcast where we don't yeah, take no. things very seriously anyway. <laughs> uh, but we did think that it was worth obviously mentioning because we were getting quite a few emails about it, and we didn't want to just sort of pretend that we that we don't have a stance. I guess. Yeah. I feel no, like exactly. it's, it's and I guess now that we've fun. mentioned that, it'll be good to to hear people's responses. I'd be interested to see if anyone's got a problem with anything that we've that we've oh, spoken I'm about. Sure multiple people will have problems. Yeah, with hopefully, it, so. we don't become a, a massive debating podcast and we stick to comedic values but we'll, we'll 
Så yeah. det är det good to hear back from people. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do some debating. It's always quite a good affirmative speaker, first speaker. So <laughs> get in and get the rebuttal sorted and be good. Has he any views over there, mate? You've been awfully quiet. Has who won the Melbourne Cup, mate? <laughs> 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 I did see that Val and Declare won the Melbourne Cup, written by Craig Williams. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to add too much more. They're all very good points you made there. And I've, I've never been too critical. I, I, yeah. I don't, yeah, don't put money on the horses probably because I don't know enough about the races and which and horses are doing well. And yeah, because I'm tight, I, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I need to be an expert on it to put my money on it. But, yeah, um, but there's, yeah, not like the share industry is it has no. more knowledgeable <laughs> there. Oh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very fair. All right, yeah. boys, because we don't like serious talk too much, mm-hmm. I knew we were going to get onto that topic tonight, Skinner, which is why also we prepared a song. Perfect. <laughs> Which we are going to show people now. Uh, and the song is obviously just pretty much, Mitch, about you being vegan, uh, um, which I feel like fits quite well here. Uh, obviously, duo sung by both of us because some parts are, are, are your lines and then some parts are my lines. It's actually a parody. Well, we I only thought that Hamish and Andy had written a song called We're Too Good at Hellos, but it turns out that was actually a parody of Sam Smith's song We're Too Good at Goodbyes. Yep. Uh, so we've written a parody of a parody. Um, which is originally Sam Smith's song, and it goes like this. You must think that I'm foolish You must think I eat boring food It's kind of true. You might think I can eat some fish I know. But I'm vegan, so that won't do I'm never gonna eat that piece of meat I really don't think it's great for me No, I've got no interest in breadverst I know I need iron, great, thank you Mitch, what about protein? You need that too And how are you possibly gonna eat dessert? When I'm at a bakery, there's still things to try I find iron and protein, it's easy to come by And when I'm cooking dinner, I use some legumes I'm going to be vegan, I don't care what you do Mitch just can't eat her meat pie, skin or just give it a try Mitch just can't eat her meat pie Those vegan myths are all lies I don't mind eating nuts and seeds I still eat oats, I like them rolled And I'll cook up some cracking feeds Almond milk's nice when it is cold I really quite like this lettuce leaf And eating vegan food doesn't make me weak These smoothies will really quench your thirst I'll eat Buddha bowls, they're good for you I like my vegan cheese and fried tofu My plant-based diet all comes from the dirt When I'm at a bakery, there's still things to try I find iron and protein, it's easy to come by And when I'm cooking dinner, I use some legumes I'm going to be vegan, I don't care what you do Mitch just can't eat her meat pie, skin or just give it a try Mitch just can't eat her meat pie Those vegan myths are all lies He won't eat a chicken thigh I'll probably stick with pad thai Mitch just can't eat her meat pie And you can hold the ribeye 
Mitch just can't eat a meat pie. No, 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 I know I won't leave. Oh, no, I'm not telling you lies. And I'm off the pork thighs. He would probably hate a bride. Please put those steaks on standby And kick the chickpeas nearby Because it's all the modern supply Jeez, I've cooked that lethal <laughs> Won't find him in a pigsty Those pork fillets I won't buy More spinach than that Popeye Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're with you after a serious rendition of that song, Skinnold. Uh, it is called Mitch Just Can't Eat a Meat Pie. Um, and if you missed, uh, if you're obviously just tuning in now, I'm not sure how you would be, but um, you probably want to go back in and get some context for, for why that is. Uh, but essentially, in summary, Mitch is a vegan. So, yep, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, guys, uh, something else got brought to my attention. We've had some great write-ins this week. Uh, this one from Kent Sendy, um, and it was a picture uh, of sort of, I guess, um, well, just to remind me of sort of the reason why I loved playing cricket so much in Adelaide. Now, um, this was from Pulteney Old Scholars Cricket Club and just had a picture of the tea that they get to tuck into, um, obviously, at the tea break. Oh, boys, I'm just going to show you that yeah, now so you can have a look at that. That is magnificent. Honestly, Queensland Premier Cricket, this is where we're getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah, Why right. is there none of this? Get that back. Uh, so if you do want to, you know, just make us really jealous because obviously we're all playing in Queensland, um, send us through some of those great southern state tees that you get access to. Has You're obviously probably in a slightly more fortunate position because you're actually quite good at cricket. <laughs> uh, so, Must be nice. So you get to obviously do get fed when you go to play some of these games. So what are some of the best tees you've had? Yeah, I think it's in terms of Australian domestic cricket, the, the grounds where you want to play at, which I'm actually missing in this shield round, is uh, is down in Victoria at the MCG. Yeah, the chef there does an awesome job. It's an unbelievable spread of, uh, of food. They're probably probably the least healthy as well, but <laughs> as, as players, you're, you're pretty happy when a, a less healthy option comes around. Pretty strict, the dietitians these days. Uh, but I do need to mention, um, when I played a season over in England, in, oh, uh, in Kent, club cricket, was, gee, yeah. that was next level. That's the, proper. Yeah, the wives and girlfriends did an amazing job yep. and, and family members bringing in platters for the, for the players. During a day's play and, and the tees there, I played for Bexley Cricket Club and, and at Bexley, it was unbelievable. Just thinking about it now, it makes me want to go back and play another season yeah, next year. Sure. So. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, like, you just, you'd love playing for that. Like, when we were playing at West Tyrants in Adelaide, you know, that triple premiership. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 so we would literally have just some of the great greatest tees ever. And the most depressing thing was when you were obviously long days in the dirt uh, and just fielding for an entire day and you'd come off at tea and, and I just still had to tuck in because there was too much good food. So then the last two hours of the day were quite tough. Yes. Our footwork was a bit slow behind the stumps. Which keeper there. It's sluggish. Um, but what, yeah. um, well, give us the story of the weekend that I was down there. Who who was it that was just running a mark at the tea with the chalky strawberries? Oh, Nicholas Benton. <laughs> Nick Benton from Port Adelaide. One of the funniest people that you ever, ever meet. Um, and a few people can back that up. This obviously was a former. You did you play against? Yeah, him? good bowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice good bowler. Like big, big redhead, uh, yeah. serious moustache. Would be killing yeah, it, it at the moment in November. Yeah. Uh, but he would eat. We had sort of these chalk coated strawberries, 
And he was just biting the chocolate part and leaving the half <laughs> on the plate. Yeah, not putting it in not the bin. Not putting it in the bin. Not eating the whole thing. Just munch through the chocolate part and put the rest back. Uh, he was he was wreaking havoc, that's for sure. But yeah, very, very humorous man. Um, boys, let's go on to a little bit of NRL news here. Um, Has I guess I probably was going to direct this question at you because obviously you are usually the most knowledgeable when it comes to th- all things rugby league. Uh, so the David Fafita incident, obviously the the Bali incident, seems oh, I'm starting to think that obviously just NRL players and Bali don't mix uh, by the looks of things. But um, this one seemed really really strange to me because obviously he was sort of accused of assaulting a security guard, uh, but then. It was a photo taken three days later or whatever saying that he's been released from bail and it was all just happy families. Like they were all standing there together. There was one little bag, which I assume probably had like bulk cash in it. It was just the Broncos <laughs> paying off the security guard <laughs> to let him free. What is going on there? Yeah, interesting uh, what happened over there. So yeah, reportedly punched the security guard outside a bar in Bali. I think the same bar that Nelson Asafa Solomona got in trouble outside yeah, of. It must be a stinker, this bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. But You've been to Bali, haven't you? I have. You uh, go for surfing. Family though. holiday for oh, surfing, okay. yeah. yeah. So, uh, but he was detained by, by local authorities. And um, the Broncos sent a lawyer over there who came out pretty quickly and said, Fafita didn't remember the incident because it happened so quickly. Or because he was blind. Yeah, I think that was more the fact that he seemed to. He was trying to suggest that the fight happened so quickly he couldn't remember it. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that always happens. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, anyway, the security guy came out and said that he could forgive Fafita, but he wants Fafita to pay the price and and learn a lesson so that other foreigners would stop treating locals so poorly mm. and uh, thinking they can do whatever they want. Well, that then, seems quite reasonable. Really. Yeah. Fair. I mean, you expect that if you do something wrong, but yeah, then next minute Fafita's been released and without an obvious consequence to the public and uh, the security guard is happy with it, shaking his hand and, and actually said that he hadn't been paid any compensation. So I'm not no. sure if that's no, uh, no. a bad look if he's actually said I that. I think the pay a price was in inverted commas <laughs> actually meant physically yeah. give me money. Um, well, that's certainly how I interpreted it. But I think the Broncos have just sent over a lawyer with bulk cash. Yeah. That's probably a large accusation to throw out. Yeah, that's massive. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. all right. <laughs> that's all right. Nothing wrong with stirring a bit of controversy. Yeah, well, we've already done a bit yeah. of that. So. Apparently, he's got a meeting with the NRL Integrity Unit when he gets back, and fair enough. And uh, I think the Broncos CEO wants to have a word as well. Yeah, okay. And he's like been in the news already for contract negotiations as well, hasn't he? So, well, as a Broncos fan, if that drops his value a little bit, then I'm all for yeah, it. <laughs> Keep him. Exactly right. Um, actually, uh, just speaking about uh, some payment as well and some money, but this is probably a much more positive story. Um, now, the Matildas, obviously the Australian women's soccer team, uh, they've actually secured an equal pay deal now. They also broke the record last week for the highest attendance that they've actually ever recorded uh, in Australia at a, at a women's national game. Um, which was quite impressive. So obviously a very, very exciting deal, you would think, and, and probably something that's going to be a bit of a line in the sand for sort of other sports and a challenge and a mantle thrown down for other sports to try and keep up with as well, I would think. Yeah, very impressive, and the news is a good advertisement for the sport and probably put pressure on other sports to do a similar thing. Cricket, The women in cricket are starting to get paid a lot more and uh, 
not having to work other jobs if they don't need it in, in some cases, which is great. Um, Ash Barty had a massive payday last week as well. She's yeah, killed well, it. Dennis has always been <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it didn't. It did like they've also like in. I mean, we say recent times, but um, probably like within the last five years, they also secured like that same probably level that the Matildas have now in the equal pay between uh, female and male players, which and that generated some huge debate at the time, obviously because males are still playing best of five sets and, and females playing best of three sets so that was a huge topic of discussion in itself we won't tackle that one tonight though um but yeah well yeah. hopefully it's sustainable for those team sports to be able to do that and and more and more people start watching female sport and supporting it and so we'll wait and see what, what the uh, result of that is yeah that's right absolutely all right let's move on to a cricket rap has Um, now, has I saw something pretty impressive in the WBBL last night, or yesterday afternoon it was, uh, and that was Sophie Devine, who I've always been quite a fan of because when I was coaching the women's team at West Torrance in Adelaide, um, Sophie Devine was actually here playing for the Strikers and she played a club cricket for West Torrance. So I used to come in and bowl my left arm orthodoxes to her, which you've uh, probably seen, quite damaging at times, two first grade wickets. Uh, but she used to hit me everywhere, which was not the ideal feeling as the club coach. Um, but she also hit someone yesterday quite a, a long distance um, where she hit the last five balls of the innings in, in a row for six, uh, which was yeah monumental serious hitting. The first ball was a single, got Sophie on strike, and the next five went for six. I didn't get the opportunity to get uh, the six yeah. sixes in a row, unfortunately, That's but right. it was actually another spinner they they. Um, finished was, up with yeah. an off spinner, right? Yeah. I'm but she's actually bowled well during the game. Like, yeah, she's she already had. taken three fast. Interesting so. call finishing with the offie bowling into the into the right arm as the right hand is <laughs> arc. Right in the arc. That didn't work out too well. No, and then she also followed that up with getting a two for nineteen as well, uh, and then obviously eighty five not out off fifty six. So that is quite the day out for Sophie, probably in player probably, of the match. I'll probably check. Mm, that's that's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, Sheffield Shield. Yours, uh, obviously quite an interesting sort of round because quite a few players are sort of without some of their, their key players as they play for the Australia A side and like a bit of a test shootout there for those last couple of spots that probably people think are up for grabs against Pakistan at the moment, um, which has will go through in a second. Uh, but in the other Sheffield Shield games, there's obviously a green seamer in Adelaide um, because <laughs> they put on, I think the first wicket fell today on with the score on 293. Uh, so that was, yeah, one for 293. Henry Hunt was dismissed for 132. Jake Weatherall remains not out on 195 as South Australia are one for 359 at the end of day one. Did so. have that in my minute to thin it later on, but I guess that'll make it easier for me to get through that. So. Not to do. Apologies, sorry. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Steve Smith, obviously, um, is still playing uh, at the SCG, but that finished the day at, at two for 221 with Steve Smith on 59 not out of 217 balls, which you wouldn't normally associate with a, a player of his calibre. So I'm not sure if that suggests that the wicket is difficult or if he's just happy to spend some time out there on the tools or what's going on there. Yeah, slow day. I, I didn't get to see any, actually, but... WA might have been quite boring with their lines and, and tried to be patient and uh, and Steve Smith has decided to be patient as well, but we'll wait and see how that game pans out. Absolutely. Very, very fair. And then Has, what about that international men's game? I sort of probably briefly touched on it, but can you give us a bit more detail there? 
Yeah, so Australia beating Pakistan by seven wickets and then ten wickets in the second and third T20. I don't think we've spoken about either of those yet. So Steve Smith hit 80 not out or 51 in the first, and then the openers, Dave Warner and Aaron Finch, did the job in the second without losing a wicket. So all the jo- all the bowlers really doing their job pretty well throughout the series. Nothing really stood out too much more than others. Everyone did a good job, but worth mentioning, Sean Abbott making his international return and, and getting really good figures of two for 14 off his four overs. Uh, makes it eight T20 wins in a row for the Aussies after probably being pretty poor in this format for the last few years and, and, and maybe dropping down the rankings a little bit. Skinner, anything to add there? We've lost you a bit, but you did speak quite a bit yeah. at the start. Yeah, no, I've hit my quota for the night. I'm, I'm tapering off. Absolutely. Uh, Skinner, leading run scorer for Redlands in second grade, I read the other day. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw that. Very impressive. Oh, man, all unimpressive for our second grade team. <laughs> 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 scored 33 <laughs> on the weekend in Miskin. Top scorer of 60 and I'm the leading run scorer, but yeah, no, yeah, 33 on the weekend. Wouldn't mind getting yeah. like, you know. Stats don't lie, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not exactly, yeah. Um, and then, guys, we had a few, uh, obviously, keen Instagram observers who wrote in just uh, wanting to know about Matt Renshaw's innings on the weekend and the, and the wagon wheel that he produced. Uh, obviously, we, we interviewed him last week, which was great, uh, but then probably not really well thought out was the fact that obviously we know that interviewing people is usually a good luck charm uh, and then we were playing against him sort of two days later and sure enough he got 210 mm. um, against us at Turnbull as they set, uh, I think they declared nine down for 392. Uh, so it was a, a serious display of batting. The, the most annoying thing was we actually did get a mistake out of him early uh, dropped it on 30, dropped him again on 48. Uh, and then from that point on, he was absolutely flawless and he hit them everywhere. And Turnbull has, looks like it hasn't seen rain since the flood. Um, <laughs> and it's honestly the driest outfield I've ever seen. And just anything that got hit past you went for four. Yeah. It was crazy. There was ones or fours, that's it. Yeah, it's a good place to bat. Mm. That, that Turnbull oh. and Sandgate, I would think. I mean, yeah, two, the two picks. No reason why you can't chase that down next week, I reckon. Well, that's true, Has I mean, again, like using that same theory, we actually finished one for 30, so we're nearly there. Oh, yeah, you're pretty much there. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get about there. Uh, but Renners, is it a star-studded lineup actually? Because obviously Marnus and Jimmy came back and played for us. Uh, Renners, Chris Lynn, Cam Boyce all playing for, for Toomble. Um, El Drennan took four catches, which was a bit stiff not to get a highlights package, I thought. But And you lost the toss. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, right. That was one job. One job. It was a real shame because I sort of realised that as I like as the coin was in the air, I hadn't spent any time thinking about it, and then I just panicked, said heads, uh, and it was never oh, going to no. be a head. I just nah. had a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no, if you had time to think about it, you would have really would've improved would've... the fifty-fifty chance of getting it. Exactly, yeah. skin. I'm pleased that you agree yeah. there. Uh, so yeah, no, um, Matt, Matt Redshaw, Chris Lynn hit the biggest six I've seen. Um, yeah. It was into the train. I'm sure he does that quite often. Uh, at one point, poor old Manus got hit for three consecutive sixes from Renners, and we, and we know how much from the interview last week. We know how much those two lock each other on a cricket field. Uh, at one point, our fielder was trying to get the ball back that after the third six had been deposited over long on uh, into the train station again. We had the, the umpires had a replacement ball out there, and Manus was yelling out to the two players saying, can you please get our fielder back? <laughs> and Chris Lynn uh, yelled back, Mate, I think he's on the train. <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough field and he's gone. This is the next station, straight down to Nunda. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was. Um, I mean, not really that entertaining at the time, to be honest. It was quite a hot day and stations there, but uh, looking back, quite funny. Has 
It's been an, a successful segment of stolen some of your thunder here, but um, we're still going to set you up on the little minute to thin it. Are you ready? Should be all right. Yeah, get done easy. All right, here we go. Sonny Bill Williams uh, has signed his $10 million two-year contract with the Toronto Wolfpack in Super League. In NRL, Latrell Mitchell's future is unknown after his, uh, after his final year at the Roosters, with the Cowboys, Bulldogs, Tigers and more clubs showing interest, but most now saying they won't sign him before next season. Fiji beat PNG 22-20. New Zealand beat Great Britain 23-8, both in rugby league. Australia played their first Fed Cup final in 26 years in the tennis, where they lost to France, unfortunately. Jake Fraser-McGurk will become one of Victoria's youngest ever cricketers when he makes his Sheffield Shield debut on Tuesday against Queensland. New Zealand and England tie again in a T20 at Eden Park, with England again winning the Super Over in what was a T20 World Cup <laughs> final <New> replay. <laughs> and uh, Indian Deepak Chahar takes the best ever T20 international bowling figures of 6 for 7 against Bangladesh. As you know, it's hard to deal is you actually did that with only 6 seconds to spare, so you've, uh, you've done quite well there. Lucky, um, lucky I didn't have, didn't have to mention the South Australian batters then. Yeah, that's right. See, I did do a favour by cutting that out. That's exactly right. Uh, now, Has, you're actually going to lead this one for us, which I'm excited about uh, because this is one of the great, probably, you know, the segment that the show is most known for. Uh, sorry, Skins just pulled a very angry face there. He thinks Skins should be the one. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just reading the social sin bin and amazed by some of the comments already. Okay, fantastic. So, Haz, you've done plenty of research here. We look forward to uh, to you showcasing this. Yeah, I had a look through social media this week and uh, first one worth mentioning is Steve Smith, uh, after scoring 80 or 51 balls in that T20, there was a post put up about it and Aaron commented, he is not a T20 player. <laughs> yeah, I saw that actually. I think you said that to me straight away. 80 or 51, what's he going to do for you, Aaron? Oh, Stick oh. to test matches, Steve. You don't <laughs> yeah, need him in the T20s. Steve, mate. You're 80, honestly, get a move on. Oh, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Did anyone watch, did you watch that Norcat? Yeah, that, I saw I saw a fair That's bit of more it, yeah. the thing, it's oh, just yeah. even the shots he will play. It was outrageous. Right. You cannot possibly yeah. say he's not a T20. Ridiculous. Yeah. You hit the ball wherever he wanted. Literally. Yeah. Does a pretty good job of it. In uh, all formats really. Uh and then there was news of AFL talking about expanding to Tasmania and Chris commented now there's a comp that understands expansion. Meanwhile, the NRL NRL hugs the Pacific coastline like a frightened kid hangs onto its mother. Oh, yeah, I think the state of origin is in Adelaide and Perth in the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're trying to be smart, and, and they've got you know the NRL nines comp in Perth coming up, and and uh, NRL being played there every, every year as well. Uh, and it's I mean not trying to get into a uh, argument about which sport's better, but. Leagues played all over the world, so I'm you, not sure. Literally every week you try and get in that argument, no, and you've no, never no. embraced that <laughs> at all. We know where you stand. <laughs> yeah, but but that league is played all over the world, and they're always talking about expansion to WA and, and South Australia, where I think they've played both in the past, and it just didn't work out. So there's wait a, and see. Well, there's the, even uh, there's a team from New Zealand in the NRL. Yeah. Uh, okay. Correct. Yeah. Moving on. To an article on Australia's T20 dominance in the cricket of late and asking if there's a weak link in the team. And Wiramu, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he's a Kiwi, and commented, yep. How do yep. you know he's a Kiwi? Does he write that as well? Yeah, it was further on in the uh, in, in the uh, comments there. But he, okay. he commented, yep, the yellow sandpaper and the underarm bowl will always and forever be the weak link. Jeez. 
but then the comment thread goes on with him and another Aussie bloke arguing about who has the better rugby union and rugby league teams. Jeez, they've covered all better topics. Right. So get them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but funnily enough, they end up agreeing and seemingly becoming best friends as they realise they both love league and hate union. But it's a happy ending. That is a brilliant <laughs> sequence of events. Shucks, that oh. needs to be a rom-com or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. We should, we should get that up on our socials. Who was it? Poo poo wee poo. <laughs> no, Wiramu. Wiramu. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, close yeah. Thanks, Wiramu. And um, congratulations on your new budding friendship. <laughs> um, Jeez, how's you got more? Holy yeah, Moses. sticking with cricket. Um, article on Mitch Stark wearing a wristband in the T20 game saying effort, a bit longer version of that, yep. um, bowl yep. fast. And then Andrew commented, mentally very soft. How does that – why? I don't know. I what guess reason? in the past uh, when Mitch Stark first started his international career – uh, Shane Warne was talking about how he was soft and he, you know, in test oh, cricket, he wasn't oh, up yeah. to test cricket. Shane so. Warne says that that means it's gospel. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Andrew sure. hasn't, hasn't forgotten that. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously right. not. And, yeah, well, what the heck. I just don't know if that's the article to comment that on, though. Like it's yeah. and that doesn't make him mentally wink, weak if he wants Because yeah. he wore a sweatband. <laughs> oh, this is a premeditated attack. Uh, so they can all have a spell in the social sim bin. Well done, has Very, very good. All right, guys, moving on from skin stats. Nope, that was the social sim bin. Delete uh, <laughs> <laughs> <believe> that. <laughs> Don't mind me. Um, it's, uh, we are going to go to skin stats now, though, which is what I was trying to say. So here that is. Thanks, Lethal. And I feel like we should let people know that's the second time you've made a mayor of that introduction. But you've had another episode of forgetting to press the record button there. Skittle, if this makes it to air, I'll be flat. You're getting fired. Um, anyway, skin stats. So I'm, I'm back with another little little analysis here. And I've, I've had a bit of inspiration uh, this week. I've, Lethal, you've often come to me after, after you've hit a sixth in, in one of your innings. And you love to remind me that you've, you've hit way more sixes than me. Um, so I wanted to have a little bit of a look into that. I think it, it originated when I, I hit my first six in, in maybe under 10s or something. Yeah, and I was squarely up Yeah, that's right. <laughs> went over my head. Yeah, correct. Um, and I'm not were, hard to hit them over your head though, is it? Oh, yes. Jeez. Play it as. Very onside um, dominant, I thought. Gonna build the wagon wheel, please. Yeah, yeah no, fair. <laughs> um, and you, you caught up a little bit later Got off the mark with your first six When you were maybe eight, uh, 19, 18 um, And then, yeah, you've admittedly been on a bit of a rampage since then But I wanted to see if there was any truth to it So I had a bit of a, a dive into my cricket um, And looked sort of as far back as, as it goes to pretty much Which is admittedly not too far back So it might not be the most thorough analysis ever um, And I got Hazard stats in as well to have it. I thought it'd be worth having a look at Oh, how good, um, looking forward to this <laughs> That'd be great So I'll, t- I'll tell you what 600, is that right? 600 sixes? No, not at all <laughs> <laughs> Lethal with a, a massive 59 sixes throughout his, his entire career What? Yeah, which is I, th- I was surprised by that. I, I guess that's why I sort of started with the disclaimer that my cricket doesn't go too far back. And how I, many I games? Like, how many uh, games is that fifty nine sixes from? This can't be right. Yeah, I had fifty nine sixes last game. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I got out for two actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, and yeah, so that that fifty nine sixes is admittedly a bit higher than my forty nine throughout my career. See, way more um, sixes. So yeah, I'll give you that. You fit way more sixes than me. Um, but I want I wanted to have a look into because obviously I mean people might might be surprised to learn after seeing my big bushy beard, but you're, you've got a few years on me, lethal. So I wanted to 
have a look into how many games you've played and how many sixes per game or per innings or, or even per ball face that we that we've been hitting. Um, so over your career, oh, oh, it just has to get you involved here. You've hit a whopping two hundred and twenty-three sixes throughout <laughs> your career. Oh, by yeah. the way, oh, so wow. you're well and truly leading the charge. No yeah. shocks. I'm sure you'll catch me at some stage. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> this must have included like Sheldon College cricket or something. They didn't even play cricket at Sheldon College. I wish they did. I think they do now, but unfortunately, not when I was there. What is this? Has two hundred twenty-three? That's cheap modes. Yeah, so that's taking the piss. Um, but I guess, I guess that reiterates our point earlier that has you are actually quite good at cricket and we are not but that's all right um so lethal you've in your in your lengthy career you've played 317 games of cricket that's including all formats and all clubs that i could possibly find any data on um so all your trips to england and darwin and adelaide and everything that i could find you played 317 games should be a life member by the sounds yeah perfect um and has your your Younger than Lethal, but I guess obviously with the benefits of being a professional cricketer, you've managed to pump through 426 games. Yeah, a couple more games there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting down here at 265. Um, and so what have I got in that in that time? I think has you're hitting a whopping 0.56s per match, which is oh, you can round that up to 0.6, mate. If yeah. you look oh, at yeah. the next number, no, it's 0.6. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, that settles who's smarter. I'm, op- <laughs> <laughs> I'm operating at 0.18. Or nine and lethal is slightly above me at 0.1861, which I thought was stiff. But you count for number of innings and even number of not outs, and I'm up at 0.0252425 sixes per innings, while lethal's at a measly 0.2193. Unlucky. Where are you reading this number? You've made that up, I reckon. Uh, I think you'll find I've got a, I've got an extensive Excel spreadsheet here, and I've just given you a small screenshot. Damn it! What about <laughs> sixes per ball? Can you have you got a sixes per ball? Like- Azzy, thank you for asking, my friend. So my cricket is very nice and gives us a strike rate for your entire season. Um, although it doesn't tell you the balls face, which is a mild inconvenience. I had to figure out how many balls you face by using your strike rate, um, and then I've, I've sort of averaged that over your entire career. Looked at how many runs you've hit. Oh. Yeah, that might be a fun fact. Has you've hit thirteen thousand five hundred sixty-eight runs in your entire career? Not bad. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take That's that. Right. Lethal, you're at eight thousand two hundred forty-five. If you wanted to know, and I'm at four and a half thousand. Um, and yeah, so I've I've worked out how many balls you face based on your strike rate and sixes. What have I got? Sixes per ball or balls per six? I think I went with. Has you're hitting a six every eighty-two balls? But yeah, I'll take that. Hopefully not yeah. in a T20. Hopefully I'm hitting a few more sixes yeah. per ball in a T20. Yeah, oh, 82 balls, <laughs> not in the yeah, six. Don't let the Brisbane Heat get a hold of this. Big bash teams out there. That's that's not T20. <laughs> yeah. That's that's um, as is conveniently <laughs> for sale in the IPL for <laughs> base yeah, price. No, base price. <laughs> a few of those 426 games are probably four days and two days and a lot of under. It's where you might not have been hitting too many bombs. I don't know. Was that was probably the glory days when I was hitting all my bombs. Probably three quarters of those bombs in the tens. Yeah, right. Got you. Anyways, Lethal, you're hitting a six every 187.59 balls. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Very so, watchful. So what do you reckon? You reckon that's a lot more, more than mine? Or what do you, what's your expectation here? Oh, I'm going to say that the whole premise for you doing this segment would be that right. yours is so less I'm than I'm coming that. out on top. I'm hitting a six every 130 balls. 
That's all right, guys. Steve Smith took 129 balls to hit his first boundary today, so you're not doing too badly there. Yeah, but he's not a T20 player, and we are. Yeah, true. You can't play T20. Yeah, that's right. So, well, skin. That's pretty impressive, to be fair. There you go. So you've hit more sixes than me, but I'm hitting it more often. Another little further point is that there's I can't say I've bothered to delve too deep into my cricket before, but there's a lot of stuff on there. So I think we could be in for a few few weeks looking into. I mean, who, what position you bat better in has and. All sorts of things. How are you getting out? How's it? What's your What's your main mode of dismissal? Do you oh, reckon? We'll stick to the positives, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's get people to let us know what they want to know. Yeah. Have so some, what, have some, uh, yeah, have some tips. Let's get some, yeah. uh, get some questions. Out of what we reckon my main mode of dismissal is, and people ah, can uh, caught down the leg side. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe for rhythm style. <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> yeah. Competition. See yeah, what we definitely can get send in, send in some stats requests yeah. for Skinnel on what you want to know from our my cricket glory days. Yeah. So we should be in for a good couple of weeks though on the skin stats. All right. I'll even have a look at the champion player points and stuff I reckon I found that interesting today so we'll see what we come up with I think someone at this table actually won that award last year yeah no shocks mm. thank you and we'll reveal that next week as well <laughs> uh, guys that is essentially all we have uh, time for this week in fact um, obviously a massive episode we've got through plenty of things including some serious topics now also a new st- song which uh, which connects to the serious topic which is about skin being a vegan um, has brought plenty of quality again has and obviously your finger seems to be on the mend you've got the video camera hand off now has so you're back. Hopefully back on the field soon, yeah. Week or week or so, maybe. Do you want to come play for the Tigers to get your eye back in? I'd love to. I reckon that's on the cards uh, next game. Magnificent. Get yourself in the grippers. Perfect. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. That's quality. Uh, and Skinnled, some of your best. Now, uh, guys, obviously, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, feel free to get around it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, give us a rating as well. That would be ideal. Uh, obviously, we want people to sort of continue to liaise with us through social media. Skin, they've brought some great stuff to us this week. Where can people do that? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I'm, you could even check us out on YouTube. I don't know if you could... Leave a comment or whatever you want there. Mm, that's about to be actually a really good lyric video go up on YouTube actually for, for one of the songs we produced earlier, uh, which will be fantastic. Uh, and guys, if you do have any requests or for skin stats or social simmons or, or, or any ideas, I guess, for the show, uh, then we would urge you to send an email through to hello at wegotthechocolates.com.au. That would be fantastic. Uh, and we obviously will be interviewing someone throughout this week, and we look forward to showing you that interview later in the week. Uh, So keep your ears out for that one, and have a fantastic week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.